Good Up is our space to talk about those experiences in life we didn't know we all had in common. We're the after work happy hour conversation with your best friend. The place where you bring up the hard parts of life, the ones that made you laugh, and the things that made you who you are. Because who said becoming good up wasn't a little bit uncomfortable? Stay tuned for more information about this week's episode. Manin, good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. Let me just say how Deidre and I have been here in the studio for an hour. Yes. And this is literally, wow. the, the, we actually recorded now, like recorded, recorded. But everything is trying to gain a way at that. Mm-hmm. And ironically, my ego is a little bruised. So it's, it's a good thing that today's episode <laughs> is about fucking ego because I'm ready to talk about how I, I listen. Come on, the synchronicities. Closing, the cat coming here and trying to throw up. D-drop mic wasn't walking good. Tonzo, it was my headphones. I was a problem. I can't Not you being the drama. Am I? Is it me? Am I the drama? Am I the drama. When I, whenever I see that video, I'll be like, yeah. I, yeah. I don't even have to question it. I'm not one of those like people who does not recognize when they're like, I am fully aware that 99.99% of the time is me. I am the drama. I probably came into the room with the intention of being a drama, to be honest. You know what? I love the self-awareness. I love the self-awareness. I have to be, because if you are Aries and you ain't self-aware, then use one of those Aries that everybody will be like, can you not invite her, please? Because she's... Yeah, and nobody wants to be that Aries. Nobody wants to be yeah. that Aries, right? And even, like, I'm, like, working diligently to make sure that Dylan is not that Aries. But Dylan is hella wise. It's, like, yeah. crazy to me. Like, Listen. it's crazy. I don't, I don't have to try. I wasn't always this person. I wasn't always this person, okay? And keep in mind, I am an Aries sun, Scorpio moon. I love to mech fuck, okay? You're very influenced by Mars, honey. Yeah. Mech and fuck mm-hmm. is like embedded into my spirit on an ancestral level. So oh. I have to be aware that I'm the drama. But anyway, speaking of drama. <laughs> <laughs> so today's episode is all about ego and i'm so excited to do this episode one because ego is one of my favorite songs by beyonce um got a big ego hold on let me the song send... is about ego but the song is also about about her man dick and we know, you know? jay-z got a big dick matter of fact let me text that to somebody real quick hold on let me send you that song real quick be like you know what this song is about yeah yeah anyway oh so God, we so nasty so for those of you who are wondering what what the fuck is the ego, right? So your ego is your sense of self-importance and self-perception. So your ego is essentially how you view who you are in the world. So for some of us, our ego might be really, really, really small. You know, we don't have a whole lot of pride. We don't have a whole lot of self-importance. And for some of us, our ego might be really, really motherfucking big and be like, yeah, I, I am in fact that bitch and I should be treated as such. Yes. Um, and essentially today's conversation is about finding balance with your ego because having a big ego is not always a bad thing. Sometimes you need it. Sometimes you need to, you know, chickens will fluff themselves up before they they, they attack you. This is such an island person analogy. It (laughs) is, but it's it's like people like, I've never been chased by a chicken. Well, bitch, you had a different life than me. You know, when I was five, I got chased by a chicken. I had just moved to St. Croix from New York. I get just chased moved. by dogs, chickens, horse. I've been chased by a horse. I think I was chased, chased by a, chased goose, by a goose, goose as well. Yeah. 
I've been chased by a fucking iguana, bitch. Like, my life you has consisted of running from four-legged creatures, okay? I feel like an iguana would be the point where I literally yeah. die. Like, my mother would be yeah. burying me if an iguana chased me. I've been chased by iguana. Listen, and them motherfuckers are run way faster. They don't run anyway. so fast. You know, they don't lift up. They, they front. It's some legs yes. that don't get lift up. They don't be running fast. Yes. You don't just be like, yo, I about to die. And anyway. Yeah. So the analogy was, before I went off on this rant, is that you know how sometimes a chicken got fluff themselves up before they, they chase you? Because it's like, mm-hmm. no, bitch, you, I, I got to hype myself up first. So you could think that I scary, even though I'm probably not. You could probably kill me, but I'm gonna, I gonna get real big. Big facts, so big facts. So essentially, your ego is that your ego is is that internal process of you like hyping yourself up. Um, you know, again, self importance. Um, and sometimes, again, it can be good. Sometimes it can be bad. So also in my notes. Um, it says your ego is how you identify and what you identify with, like who you are as a person, whether it's your gender identity, um, what your beliefs are, your morals. So you can think of your ego as the image you hold of yourself, which affects everything from how you perceive the world to how you behave around others. Okay. So my first question for the group is yeah. how would you describe your ego? Is it big? Is uh-huh. it small? Does it vary? Like what is You know what? Like? You know the blowfish on SpongeBob? <laughs> Mrs. Puff? Yes, I stand her. <laughs> My ego is a little bit like that. Because for the most part, I'll be chilling, right? Mm. I'm I know that I'm that girl. <laughs> so, but I don't have to say it. You know what I mean? But then there are times where she just puff up, you know? Mm-hmm. And then That's I have fair. to like be like, girl, calm down. Let's go. That's fair. It's fine. You know, so it's a little bit of that. Um, I I don't lash out when she puffs up. I'm at a point where I know that like when my ego is egoing, I either I have to I know how to self-regulate now. Like I've walked mm. off the job because I know Deidre, if you respond the way your ego wants you to respond, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? So she's a little bit like Mrs. Puff. I'll be chilling until I'm not. That's a good description, though, because sometimes your ego again is is what influences how you respond to things how you navigate the world and i would describe it as your ego is your hype man so yes oh my god self-awareness influences how you actually respond yeah and self-awareness to me is the the calm friend inside your head who to Mm -hmm. be telling your ego to calm the fuck down yes your ego is the friend inside your head who to be like no slap that bitch because she's trying right now yes absolutely now absolutely and my calm friend you know what my calm friend does for my ego when i'm really pissed i play Mm -hmm. interlude by Mm (laughs) jay-z i just go and i blast interlude by jay-z until i feel better and sometimes you don't have to stroke your ego sometimes you don't have to be in the car you know hyping your ego up a little bit but then you gotta be like all right now i gave i gave you what you needed now Mm -hmm. you need to go you go sit down And calm the yeah. fuck down for the rest of the mm-hmm. day because you can't be out here whiling. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my ego, I, I probably would describe it similarly. Sometimes my ego is a big bitch. Sometimes my <laughs> ego want to walk in and knock every fuck off the wall and be like, and what are you going to do about it, right? Yes. Um, and my ego, I think, comes out a lot on a podcast. Like, I could talk my shit in here because this is a safe space, you know? Yeah. This is, mm-hmm. this is a safe space. Absolutely. It really doesn't affect anybody when I talk shit on a podcast. But in real life... I'm very, I'm much more subdued. Like, I don't be at walk 
talking the shit that I'd be talking on Instagram or on this podcast or speaking in the the sort of confident like I don't give a fuck man that I do yeah. on the podcast. That's really mostly ego <laughs> because you know every now and then you gotta let that bitch out but you know um, what jay-z said it best he said sometimes you need your ego you gotta remind yeah, these fools our yeah. ego is go ahead girl because you know you know i'm gonna get to my no machine. listen and i i fully agree because sometimes i need to listen to cozy and i need to walk into my job like you bitches are so lucky to have me you don't even oh absolutely know. this building would crash without me this this <laughs> This roof would cave the fucking had I not come in here and sent the email that I just sent. I am that bitch, right? Mm -hmm. And then sometimes that'll be like, oh my God, it's a team effort. This place would not function without all of us. We're a cohesive unit. But my ego to be like, nah, bitch, it's me. They could never. Yeah. She said, nah, bitch, it's me. I'm dead. It's (laughs) me. I'm dead. You know what's funny? Um, So in the job that I do, it is a cohesive effort. Like we don't have a choice, right? Um, and it's funny, and this is probably because I'm an Aquarius son. I take the most pride in recognizing my subordinates, like my team, because I'm a leader at work. So I take the most pride in knowing that my the the, the team that I'm leading likes being led by me. Mm-hmm. I take a lot of pride in knowing that they say Deidre is such a good leader to have. Would you argue that part of that is ego? Because like, even though you want it to be very team focused and like you mm-hmm. love to celebrate your team, a part of you also loves for your team to view you. As, as such a good leader a good boss and a good yes. leader yes absolutely um I'm, I'm okay saying that that's a part of my ego especially because i have been that person who had a ter- who had terrible bosses so it's a combination of me liking being associated with being such a good leader but also me empathizing with them right um but yeah so that's my ego is- about my team too because i'm just like i literally just came from the position that literally every person in my department is in right exactly and the only difference is that i became the director so now my job is to make sure that they have what they need to Mm -hmm. succeed within that position so i try to approach it as okay what did i need from my boss when like what did my boss do really really well that i Mm -hmm. felt supported when she was doing and like what were some things that maybe she could have done more of and like that's what influences my job but i won't lie when my ceo to come out and say, yeah, this thing happened because hey, as I do that fuck, my ego to be like, yeah, and remember yes, bitch. that fuck bitches. Exactly. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And you better. And you motherfucking better. Yeah, better. My, I would describe my ego as like, if if your ego was literally just like an extra like personification of you, my ego that in the back with some sunglasses on and like a <laughs> scarf and like just done yes, up and standing yes. in the back leaning on the wall like, yeah. Yes, set up fuck again. It was hey Isa. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you know who my ego is if I had to? I don't know if you are familiar with the gif of the lady standing on the stairs with the very long robe who oh, like yeah. falls to the ground. She's very much that. She's mm-hmm. chilling. She's beautiful. She's going to very like graciously like hype me up, but also she will tumble down the stairs if you yeah. come at, if you <laughs> I feel like my ego is more I don't want to say violent, but she's very combative. <laughs> she's very like, I will bond this fuck down. Please play with me. Like my <laughs> my ego is a fire sign. I we talked about it earlier. Yes. I am a, a Aries sun and a Scorpio moon. My ego like to make fuck. And so I'll I support say, her. My ego is very um oh, you know, my ego is very it's more so Miranda Priestley. When my mm. you know my ego is involved when my tone comes down significantly. And my breathing is regulated and I really want to cut you motherfucking deep. I'm going to say, listen, and I I know this about myself and this is why 
I make sure that I'm always in check with my feelings because when I get to a point where I want to hurt you, I don't do the violence. I'm not physically fighting nobody because I don't have um like a compass on when to stop, right? So I'm not mm. interested in risking my freedom by physically fighting anybody. Like my threshold is non-existent. Uh. That's the thing. But I I, for, I too big on that shit to be fighting in my in my big age. Well, my problem is I don't have uh I don't know when to stop, right? And that's in anything. That's why I've ended up in the hospital after a workout because I don't know when to stop. So I know that about myself physically, but be- mm-hmm. because of that, I am not going to stop when it comes to like I will come for your whole mind. Like sometimes I aim to have people like in a straight jacket by the time I get done with it. Like that's scary. That, I know. I know. I'm well aware of it. I've had like arguments with people and they legit like, yo, did you even like me? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) My ex, yo, that man was losing his shit by the time I was, I was such a bitch to him. Like, I remember him one day being like, God, you're so mean. And I'm like, am I like, I don't think I'm being mean enough. Like <laughs> you, you answering the question I was going to ask next, which is where is one behavior or thing that you do where you could like easily identify your ego? And for me, it's it's, it's also conflict with other people. Like mm-hmm. I have a hard time apologizing. I have really? a hard fucking time. My ego would rather jump in front of a moving fucking train than apologize sometimes. I'm and dead. Even when I'm wrong, my ego will try to spin it in my head to where, okay, you wrong. But if that person hadn't done that one thing, if they hadn't said it like this, oh, maybe you want to do what it is you do. Uh-uh, Look, you wrong. You wrong. <laughs> And don't get me wrong, I, again, self-awareness is something that I try to work really hard on now because of that, because my ego has allowed me to, you know, make conflicts much bigger than they should have been or like Mm. get into conflict with people that I really care about because instead of just humbling myself and apologizing, my ego was like, nah, actually it was your fault. Oh no. What are you talking about? Like listen or my at ego least you know like, that um, about yourself though yeah my my ego will try to find reasoning behind everything like Got i it. did this thing okay. and it was wrong and i get how you feel how you feel but there was a there was a logical reason behind it and you just need um. to understand that <laughs> i am the way i am and the person who really like made me realize like oh that's a, that's that's a very egotistical thing was my sister because one day we get into our disagreement and she was like oh great typical hey isa make it that a person fault and when she said i fuck i was like typical hey isa <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> listen she bust the fuck up my chest and i was like wait this is me as a person <laughs> and i've talked about it on the podcast before that conflict will have because when i don't follow with other people cool but if me and z followed oh, i don't God. feel like the sky fucking falling down. i don't feel like i'm dying like i do not like to have conflict oh, with God. my sister me and my older sister given because she's much older me and yeah. her have have gone back and forth a lot in that yeah. like older sibling younger sibling way but me and z have always been the closer oh. like because we're closest in age of all my mother children so if we followed Listen. The world is ending. The world is yeah, ending. You sure. think a man could bust my chest the way my sister could bust <laughs> my chest? Listen. So the day she said that to me, I was like, oh, this is, you have a problem. Like, Damn. what if, like, so I had to like check myself. And I think ever since then, I've been a bit more self-conscious about okay. how I move in, in conflicts. And Stephen mm-hmm. O'Cala fuck out too. I still, mm-hmm. it still happens, right? Where I'll do something and instead of immediately apologizing or acknowledging that I'm wrong, mm-hmm. the ego side of me will be like, 
there's a reason why I did what I did and somehow it's your fault. Like, oh, and in relationships, you cannot do that. You can't. It's not right. Yeah, it's not cool. (laughs) It's not cool. It's not cool at all. Yeah. You know what? I love that you know that and I love that you have people around you who call it out. Yeah, Um, I appreciate them because imagine, imagine if people enabled that type of behavior and like that's the type of person I was. Mm. Yeah, mm, no. you'd be surprised. In my case, I have no problem apologizing when I'm wrong. And because of that, I work so hard to to never be like, I like being right. So mm. I, yeah, but even like in conflict, um, I feel like in the past I have been so like, I, and I still am working through that. I'm a little bit like, I avoid conflict. Mm. So I would quickly just, you notice I've talked about, I've come, it's this podcast that helped me realize that I do have ghosting tendencies, right? You see how I will, good up the be, the be yes. helping people make progress in life. Look Absolutely. Look yeah. Up. So us, I've got us some money. Cash up. Yeah. So in my case, I'm very flight. Like I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be like a year later that I finally tell you why I did. Right. And then it would be like, well, bitch, you could have just told me. So I've gotten a lot better. And that's where my ego gets involved when it comes to conflict specifically. I have no problem I, apologizing I when I'm wrong. Could you imagine? Like, I don't have a problem apologizing when I'm wrong. Um, But when I feel like I've been wronged instead of going back and forth with people, because I really don't like using you statements. Um, and it gets a little exhausting being like, I feel disrespected because I feel like you feel like it gets exhausting. So I would just, I don't have to just... slow down and be like, okay, yeah, use I... The I feel words instead of use a dumbass bitch. And yes. that's your problem. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm really good at my I statements, but it gets exhausting using your I statements when you are the one that's been wrong or you feel like you're the one that's been wrong. Mm-hmm. So I've just, I've, it's just been easier for me to like remove myself from situations altogether. I've gotten a lot yeah. better at addressing conflict. Um, and so I, you know, I just, you know, there's that. I, I don't believe in like demanding apologies because mm-hmm. sometimes I'd be old apologies and I don't know if that's my ego, but sometimes I'd be owed apologies and I'm never going to ask you for an apology. Like if you don't feel the need to apologize to me, bitch. Oh yeah. That's where, oh, let me tell you my ego, Listen. honey. That's what she really be feeling like. Oh, and I don't know if you've ever noticed it. Sometimes I'll come to you on diamond and like vent about that situation where like a person is clearly doing something that is upsetting me or yeah. I peep in some shit and I feel disrespected and y'all will be like, well, do you feel like it's worth having a conversation? And my automatic answer will always be, no, I don't think so. Because <laughs> in my head, one, I'm already anticipating that person's answer. And for that person to not be willing receptive. to, yeah, receptive yeah. or willing to apologize. But the other side of it is my ego. It's, yeah. no, you should know that you get me yeah. fucked up. I'm not mm-hmm. going to come to you and explain to you how you get me fucked up because you should already yeah. know, right? And it doesn't, it really doesn't help me to resolve conflict. And that's, I think conflict is where I see my ego come out the most Mm -hmm. because it really tries to influence how I navigate disagreements with people. Like my ego will prevent me from, I guess, humbling myself enough Mm. to come to a person and try to resolve a conflict peacefully. Like, again, my ego to be like, fuck that bitch. Like, yeah, no. (laughs) Immediately and in not. some situations, because this is not the case all the time, in some situations, I choose not to 
have a conversation or talk it out because I've already realized like this person has gone too far. I'm going to set a boundary. I want to move on. Yeah. But sometimes it's it's ego and it's my ego being like, nah, I, I would have rather died than this <laughs> person calmly. I'd rather, eat, I'd rather eat my denim jacket. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'd be like, you want to call this person and try to dissolve this? My ego to be like, absolutely not. Bitch. You know, I, I walked away from a friendship about two months ago. Um, mm. And what happened was we had a very minor misunderstanding. Um, And I apologized for my contribution and she never recognized her contribution. Mm. And she kind of just accepted my apology and just let the whole thing be on me. And I just kind of was like, you don't see where you also Your contrib- ego were probably like... No, legit. So in the first, uh, first of all, so she, first of all, she took a long time to respond. When she finally did, it was a very quick, basic response with like a heart emoji or some shit. Um, she never really addressed her contribution to it. Um, and then I remember how, I think she went to visit another friend of hers because we all live in different states. Mm. I'd been inviting her to come visit me for the longest, right? She has no reason not to come, right? It's not like she's poor. Um, not to say it like that, but it's not like she's poor. Yeah, she you um, broke, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's not like she's poor. She has, and she's always wanting to do things. She loves New York, so she has no reason not to come visit me, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd been inviting her for a while. She would keep making excuses not to go, but then she went out of town to go visit another one of her friends during that same little moment. Um, and then in addition to that, she because she doesn't post on Instagram often. She doesn't post on Instagram at all, really. That's how I knew she went to visit the friend um, because she posted with that friend. And then she posted a caption that was a little bit like it's, it felt shady to me. And I didn't know if it was like a subliminal. And I don't do that. I'm not familiar with that whole social media battle thing where people post subs. But for the first time in my life, I found myself wondering, like, is this her taking Listen. like a di-? So because of that, I found myself saying I'm never going to be in a friendship where I have to wonder if my friend would do something like that. Listen. And so with let, all those let me, things let me put this out there just just for the people and whoever listen don't ever in your fucking life subtweet me or subliminally yeah, post on I... my instagram because my dumb ass will skip right past that fuck and assume that you ain't talking about me and that's if the thing... you don't puff up your little chest to come to me to tell me however it is don't don't put a fuck on social media you know and you know what's funny hey, i will ignore because... the fuck out of you right so th- and that's what's funny right and the only thing that made me question if because i don't i don't do the subtweeting if somebody's subtweeting me like you said i honestly ain't gonna know but because mm-hmm. she never posts on social media Mm-hmm. And she happened to post during a small conflict that we had that was so basic and small. She happened to post during that time. And the caption was a, a little bit like bitchy. <laughs> I was like, huh? And then I also found out that she went to her other friend's city. I just felt very like, wait a minute. It just kind of felt like I kept getting punched in the body. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then I was like, ah, did you just let it go? Let some time go by. But I was letting time go by and my feelings weren't changing. And she mm-hmm. never made an effort to reach out to me or anything like that. And she still never acknowledged her contribution. And I literally, um, one day, I was just in my feelings about it. And I sent her a nice long text pretty much saying, this friendship needs to end. Like, I feel like, literally, I pretty much was like, I feel like our friendship has run its course. Um, and I also explained why I felt that way. And I expressed like, I feel like that misunderstanding we had 
um, was on both of us. And I feel like it never occurred to you that you contributed to it. And you literally sat there and let me be the person responsible for us having a very minor misunderstanding. And I don't think that's fair. And then and- even after you apologized, you know, pretending like the apology was accepted and that shit was cool, but then continuing to... Yeah, so I just, yeah. Let, it was let just her weird. ego kind of run the way that... Again, yeah. bringing it back to ego. Her ego was kind of influencing how she navigated that instead of coming to you and saying, you know... I appreciate that you apologize or I acknowledge that you apologize, but I still feel however way about whatever thing it is. Right. Ego will come in and fuck up a friendship so fast. So fast. I don't want to point your big girl fruit at the looms and open your fucking mouth. And that was a thing because even (laughs) during the minor, even during like the little misunderstanding, somehow she turned it into me always saying shady things that hurts her feelings. And I'm like, so why have you never said anything to me about that? And she was, she goes, oh, I just, because, you know, I am self-aware and I like to stop and reflect. And a lot of times it's just not worth it. I said, of course it's worth it. We're friends. And if, if if you are bothered and it's influencing how you are now navigating or interacting with me, then it is worth having a conversation. Exactly. I said, our friendship matters to you. It's worth having a conversation. I said, first of all, you know, damn what, open your mouth. Cause I'm like, first of all, you know that I value our friendship and you know that I don't set out to hurt people. So if I have said something that has hurt your feelings, why would you not tell me? And you know, and I just, it was just a lot. And even in that, even when I apologize, I apologize for my contribution to the misunderstanding. And then I also apologize for every, I said, I'm so, I'm also very sorry for every time that I've hurt your feelings and you felt like you couldn't tell me I'm your best friend. Always tell me if I've done something because I never want to hurt you. Like, cause you know, I'm apologize. But anyway, that's beside the point. Let's get back on top. I mean, no, it, it it is on topic because in thinking about what I was saying earlier about how many times like there's been a conflict with a friend and my ego to be like, I would rather fucking die than to try to resolve this. It it it's ego. Like it's all ego. It's I do not want to be the person to come into this this conversation, even if it's I'm calling you out on some behaviors or things that you said that have hurt my feelings. It still requires you to calm your ego down to even approach that situation because you don't want your pride hurt. You don't Mm -hmm. want that person to say anything that that's going to hurt your feelings. You don't want them to respond in a way that wouldn't be appeasing to you. And the reality is, is that you cannot control anyone's response, whether or not they're wrong. Exactly. You have to be self-aware and sort of confident enough in yourself to come into the room and be like, yo, this thing is happening in our friendship. Let's resolve it. So for you to not choose to do that, to not open your mouth and call out somebody, but then to go on social media or to just like exhibit behaviors that are like shady, but right. then also not resolve that. Like that's all ego. That's your pride. And that's your pers- your self-importance being like, mm, I'm too good to resolve this thing, but it's still right. bothering me, but I'm yeah. too good to try to resolve exactly. it. Like, exactly. Exactly. It was just weird. It gets somebody, right? I ain't gonna call names and I ain't gonna talk about this situation. But there is a friend that I fell out with years ago over something that this person clearly did that was directly tied to their fucking ego. And to this day, this person is subtweeting me on Twitter. And the only reason I know that this person will be subtweeting me is because my friends will be like, is she talking about you? Like, this is so obvious because I'll tweet something and then this person will tweet something directly related to something I just said. We do not follow each other, you know? We do not follow each other. This person has been talking to themselves for like three years. 
I'm gonna Three need you to text me who it is because I'm nosy. I want to know. <laughs> oh, I gonna tell you. But screaming into the fucking void to themselves. I love that. For three years. I love that. And I'm like, if you are still bothered about the the lapse of our friendship or whatever it is happened, like just come talk to me. My profile is public. Like DM me. You still have my phone number. Text me and be like, hey. I don't like how this thing went or this thing is still bothering me. If you want to call me out, bitch, call me out. But if you want to sit on Twitter and just scream to yourself about how yeah, much no, you hate Eliza, you talking to yourself. <laughs> that's like a level of like emotional imprisonment that I never want to experience. You can imagine. It's like when we were talking in the, in the Renaissance episode about how Beyonce haters will just sit at home and they'll just start fucking ripping on cartons. Yes. And they be like, not to compare myself to Beyonce. My ego is not that big sometimes <laughs> but for you to be sitting in your house on your little iphone and just shaking in your fucking boots because of how vexed you be with me instead of just being like hey hey as i vex with you like you know how wild that is <laughs> like, <that's... laughs> anyway. i tried to imagine being that vexed with somebody that's too much of my energy for somebody i'm sorry i mean so... i don't know if that's my ego or what but i like like my energy late and i don't treat that fuck like money and i'm not spending my good up currency <laughs> I'd be mad I mean, but sometimes that that's how a bruised ego looks like a bruised ego looks like envy a bruised ego yeah. looks like rage and resentment mm-hmm. a bruised ego looks like somebody constantly talking shit mm-hmm. and making a pause in just the subject of their every fucking yeah. angry desire like that's what a bruised ego look like so yeah in in turning a mirror on ourselves because we always do this yeah we have and you to. think of a time when your ego was bruised and when you kind of exhibited beha- like signs of a bruised ego when you were wiling because somebody hot hot up your heart space basically hmm. that's what a bruised ego is is when your your heart space when your heart space get hot up you know mm-hmm. what that's fair let me see um shit i gotta dig deep for this one you go first, because I really have to rack my brain for this one. Listen, my ego to get bruised all the time, okay? <laughs> um, it's So I can think of small ways. So for example, if I do something at work or I'm responsible for something at work, but somebody else gets credit for it or praise Ooh, for it. Oh, yeah, we don't my like that. Ha- my heart space. <laughs> do you say home. anything though? Because it's one thing for you uh-uh. ego to get bruised. It's another thing for you to display it, okay? Yeah, I don't, uh-uh. I don't say anything. I think I do display it in that like my mood will change. Oh. And I will feel some type of way about it, but I don't say anything because the self awareness to kind of creep back in and be like, okay, hey, Isa, you're not gonna get credit for everything. Like you yeah. ain't gonna get praise every single meeting. Like it's mm-hmm. it's okay, relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but my ego, in small ways, like if I don't get credit for something, and you know that because it happens all the time on social media. Oh yeah. I've started a hashtag or started like a social media trend, mm. and then people will like kind of co-opt it and take it for themselves and get credit yeah. for it. And my ego to be like, I start this fuck. Well, none of this happened without me. And the only thing that kind of brings me back is when I ask myself, okay, but why did you start it? Was it not to start that conversation? Was it not That's so other true. people could yeah. take part in it? So why you vex the other people taking part in it? Like, yeah. I don't have to have these like, okay, bitch, calm down conversations with myself. Yeah. Um, the biggest example oh i got one but go ahead yeah like a bigger example (laughs) of my ego being bruised is being cheated on i think so here's the thing right it's wrong right yeah me i'm not going to deny the fact that motherfuckers who have cheated on me have been wrong yeah but the ego part came in and seeing the person that i was cheated on with she wasn't finer than you 
sometimes they were because for me won. if you cheat on me and that bitch ain't better than me bitch first of all my ego ain't even gonna be bruised i'm clowning you how but if you go fucking cheat on <laughs> would you argue that it's ego that determines whether somebody else is more attractive than you because attraction is subjective your partner that cheated on you could have possibly found something more attractive and not passing i'm still clowning like, you that's my ego uh, though. my I, ego yeah. gonna clown you <laughs> like you you cheated on me for this you cheated bitch. on me with a basic bitch her throat game must be lit listen i lit her <laughs> Which, which is just fucking wild, but that's where my ego to come in because I'd just be like, look at, look at the material and like, but, yeah. And that's where my ego comes in. Like when it comes, like, okay. Even like with my ex, mm-hmm. um, and listen, every, like you said, you made a very good point, right? Everybody's attraction. The things that people are attracted to is different. So one day I kind of went through his likes. I think it was on like, and I've never been that girl. Right. But maybe I needed a little ego boost because I also recognize that he just has no self-control and he's basically an animal. Um, I went through like the, <laughs> I went through like what he, te- cause I don't think he knows that like your likes on, I know there was a time like your likes on TikTok were public mm-hmm. and it was just all these grotesque, like botched surgery looking bitches. And I'm like, that's what you're into i mean i'm not mad i'm not a kink shamer honey i'm not a kink shamer because i got my own things right but i just it made me feel a little bit better because i'm like first of all this body natural okay (laughs) and you over here going over there where they go get operations to look like me and they're boxed but hey that's probably just your thing right listen to answer the question right um a time that my ego was bruised and it was most recently and i feel like i've talked to you about this this guy that i liked that i ghosted uh, (laughs) wow i need to stop talking about how much i ghost people on the show because it's really not that bad but you know anyway liked him a lot um i ghosted him and then i came back like nothing happened and I apologized for ghosting him. I took accountability. I was like, listen, I know that it hurts your feelings and I'm very sorry for hurting your feelings. But anyway, so we had like a little, we tried to have a conversation about it, but eventually like we're, we're in like a good place now. Like we text more often. We, we're, we're slowly getting back to how we used to talk before. But the thing that really hurt my heart space, right? Because I don't do this for everybody. I made him a playlist and I sent it to him and he never gave me feedback on that. The, the thing that really had my ego definitely like bruised bruised was because he was not super receptive to my apology like mm. he was so like he like he accepted it but he was still very guarded and like closed off and so i was like okay fine Deidre, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take the l on this you have to determine whether or not it's worth the time you know so i've been that's a good example of ego though is you kind of humbling yourself down to apologize and Mm -hmm. facing the reality that somebody doesn't accept your apology or doesn't (laughs) have to accept your apology bitch bitch i almost should take for me to come to you to say sorry you should be blessed you should be you should be grateful you should feel blessed you should feel right you should feel better about yourself as a person that i i apologize brought myself down to you like you gotta be like you ungrateful bitch (laughs) and i I won't say that i felt like he was ungrateful but i definitely felt like sir hello i fucking apologized the fuck and granted and you know and i say this and i take pride in it is 
I'm, I have no problem apologizing when I'm wrong, right? I'm never going to apologize for something that I'm not wrong for. So was I wrong to ghost him? Yes. Was my reason for ghosting him valid? Also, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I, I specifically apologize profusely for ghosting him and also for how ghosting him affected him emotionally and made him feel you know I really was careful to acknowledge his feelings and be very understanding of his feelings I never took the opportunity to say hey this is my specific reason for ghosting you and while it doesn't make ghosting you right it also was a form of protection for myself you know I didn't bother to do that because I'm like you know what it's kind of not his problem but at the same time I don't know kind of but I'm just like you know what Deidre you're trying to be a better person, right? Because you guys know I'm tossing everything. The baby, the bath water, the tub, everything is going. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to do better about that. I'm trying to in, in, embrace more nuance. I'm trying to be so, I'm trying to be less black and white because I know that I've been a very black and white per person for a long time. And I'm also trying to be patient because I've recognized, and this is also probably my ego. I don't like repeating myself. Mm -hmm. And I had to really um acknowledge that even when you set a boundary, it takes time for that boundary to be reinforced. Like you have to reinforce your boundaries a lot mm -hmm. of the time. Um, my therapist has been helping me to understand that. Cause for me, I'm just like, I already said that this is a hard no for me. Like, or I've already said that this thing bothers me. Why do I have to repeat it? And she's like, exactly. well, it's your boundary, not theirs. Sometimes people need to be reminded, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's too much walk, you know, <laughs> but that's probably my ego as well. Listen, and ego so i was when i was researching for the episode i read about this thing called ego death so essentially the death of the ego mm -hmm. and sometimes ego death can be a really really good thing for you because it's things like this it, it's it's you realizing that like okay sometimes you're gonna apologize and they won't accept your apology and you have to be okay with it or sometimes you are going to have to um reach out to a person to seek an apology yeah um and you will have to kind of humble yourself down from how you feeling to go to that person and explain to them why you feel the way you feel or, or however yeah. it is and like going through that process and kind of building up your self-awareness to kind of cause your ego to die down a little bit yeah um and how they described ego death is like Sometimes it's really, really good for you because it's a sign of, of personal growth. And you start to realize that like this hyped up person you had in your head of who you think you are is not who you really are. are yeah. um, but then sometimes ego death could have a really fucked up effect on your brain because sometimes you are really connected to that perceived self, to that okay. sense of self-importance and having to humble that shit down the fuck with people sometimes so mm. you see it a lot with celebrities who for example had a point in their career where like there was this shit and they were trending and everybody had fuck with them and then Nicki their Minaj. career kind of <laughs> their career <laughs> listen the barbs already come for me last week don't send them back for me you again. know the thing is so i used to be a barb i actually really loved Nicki minaj but i did she too. i did she's too. I'm sorry, she is unfucking hinged. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know what's going on with Nikki. Like, I, you, I really... you've said it before when you were like, if everyone's crazy, you're the one. You're that's the one insane. that's insane. Like, like, if you get beef with every everybody. fucking body, you it's might you. be the problem. Like, anyway, Nikki, and if you're a barb and you listening to this, I need you to do some self reflection, girl. Because, but first of all, if you're a barb and you're past the age of like 25, I have questions. I mean. 
Because and the how reason I'm seeing all of this behavior and still okay with it. And still like, okay with it. Because for me, I can acknowledge that Nicki Minaj is an amazing rapper and also acknowledge that that bitch needs fucking help. She is a very good example of mm-hmm. a ego death or like a really bruised ego because at one point she was at this like high in her career. Mm-hmm. She was one of one essentially in, in yeah. the game as far as like current female rappers. Yeah. And everybody were hyping her shit. Everybody wanted her on their features. And now like you've done all these things and and your career is has taken a hit because of it but not only that like you are getting older and these young rap girls are coming out and their music is is i don't know more relatable or more fresh or more likable and they're you know the number ones and this is not to say that nikki is still in finding her success because she had a number one song not too long ago but for a long time she wasn't the it girl anymore yeah and you started to see how that affected her because then mm-hmm. she started piping off at the mouth talking about oh i dissolve my respect or i dissolve my accolades or these new girls don't yeah. have no respect and they don't pay tribute and she started to sound like somebody whose ego was really fucking bruised because that mm-hmm. alada Oh, you need to hype me and you need to be on your fucking knees, praising the ground. I walk on shit. That is your ego. Yeah, facts. that is all ego. And when someone when someone experiences an ego death, it's essentially you realizing like, oh, all of this hype I had was temporary. Like mm. all of this hype I had was a result of me being a semi likable person and me having good music. And now that I don't have either, I realize that those that that love is temporary or the love i'm receiving now is coming from a really toxic psychotic fucking fan base yeah that's the only way that i can maintain this ego so i gonna keep talking my shit and hyping up this fan base and making them attack people because that's the only way i, I get that's the, the only way i see, i get what it is that feeds said, me yeah. my gosh Woo, so, baby she yeah she's a good example of that and there are people who act like that in everyday life where they we're at the top of the wall for whatever reason mm-hmm. or you got to the top of the wall using that ego but after a while it gets tiring like mm-hmm. you yes we could be hype and we could be like i'm that bitch and praise the ground i fucking walk on in in a sort of very joking way to hype ourselves up but if you make that your entire personality, you're going to start to see yourself alienated from everybody else around you. Because yeah. that's not a way to act in, in real life all day. Right. And it's like, impossible to have relationships, healthy, meaningful relationships, when that's your entire existence and your entire personality. Because who is. wants to only be at the top, right? It gets lonely yeah. at the top. Like, who wants to just be like you know like granted i like my solitude but i also really like the company of the people that i like like exactly i like hanging out with my friends i like you know i like i like engaging with others but i also really love my solitude like it's a healthy balance like you could listen you could sing the intro to alien superstar all day every day to yourself and hype yourself up beyonce hyping herself up but is it not more fun if it's like 30 people in a fucking club singing i'm number one i'm one of one i like everybody Hyping each other up in the process. Yeah. Like it's it's the same thing with ego. Like, yes, have your ego. Talk your shit, mama. Get in the mirror and be like, wow, I really am a bad bitch. Mm -hmm. My husband is so blessed to have me. Like, I love saying shit like that to myself because it boosts my confidence. But I also love looking at a man and being like, wow, that's my husband. Like, right? I love that man bad. Like, I miss that. That banner is mine. Like, (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. I know exactly what you mean. I miss that. I really miss that. There is, but I don't like nobody enough. 
<laughs> what we gonna do about this here? You will. You what we will. gonna do? What we gonna do? Because uh, it's not that I don't listen. listen. So here's here's the thing, and I gonna say it. And we we could talk about this in in a different episode or just like off recording time, right? I will say this. Being in a long-term relationship has required me to put down a lot of my own personal ego and has required me to kind of step away from the societal view of what relationships right. should be, right? There's a lot of conflict between men and women. And don't get me wrong, a lot of that fuck valid. And a lot of that fuck me and my husband have had to talk about in order to get to a good place in our relationship. Like, we've had to resolve a lot of, like, patriarchal misogynistic shit yeah but we had to resolve it he didn't come to me being the most like feminist woke like (laughs) non-misogynistic person he came to me with a lot of learned behaviors and i same thing with me that we had to unlearn together and i think the issue that a lot of my friends are facing is that because of you know we agree men are trash right because of that sometimes a man will come to you and this is not to say accept bullshit behavior right there's a level of bullshit you need to absolutely be like fuck no right because some people can't change but you have to be willing to try to resolve some of those things to get on the same page and if you can't resolve them fine move on don't waste your time but sometimes you can it just requires a lot of patience you know the thing is is what you're saying i i know and that's what i'm struggling with right because for me i find that it's very hard to meet people especially men that have a willingness to unlearn but then the other thing and i don't think this is my ego i think this is a very valid requirement is i feel like i've done a lot of work on my own self to unlearn certain behaviors i've done a lot of work on myself without the help of a partner. I don't find anybody worth me putting that much work into. Because to me, that's labor that I don't think it, I should no. have to do. And it's entirely not fair that yeah, women who have done a lot of the emotional labor for ourselves now have to express a level of patience for men who have men not who, done the emotional right. labor for themselves. So the, the thought of meeting somebody and seeing their potential in that regard, not even so much as far as like money and stuff goes, but as far as like that emotional labor and them unlearning those things, I feel like I worry that by the time they do unlearn those things, I'll have a certain level of resentment because of, mm. I just feel like that time that we're spending with me kind of, being a part of you going through these changes could be spent with us having a good ass time <laughs> you know no that's and, that's actual and, factual and because... it always yeah it always makes me think of this lady i met a few years ago i feel like that conversation i had with that lady is the thing that really made me say i don't know that i'm cut out for marriage she said mm-hmm. when you marry a man the first 10 years of y'all's marriage is basically you raising Bullshit. him. And pretty much, and I was like, I literally, <laughs> but the thing was, was, so here's the thing, right? I thought she was joking. My friend was asking her for marital advice because she was a newlywed. I think she'd only been married like a year and a half or two years at that point. When that lady said that, I literally bust out laughing here. I really thought that lady was joking. Yeah, I would have laughed too. And then I was I would have laughed from the time that the, the person who was newly married asked a middle-aged woman for marriage advice. I sorry. Right now, Gen Gen X and Boomers 
no they, they I'm, I, based I, I on how these men be behaving y'all don't have shit to tell y'all don't like, have shit to say I don't y'all, want to y'all fucked it up because y'all were responsible for raising us and this is what we're working with this is on y'all right <laughs> I don't want to hear shit y'all. from you so, these men out here starting podcasts these men out here asking me what I bring to the table and arguing on Twitter about a $200 fucking date that's imaginary which, okay gross, these are the men gross. you raise you don't have shit to tell me about which, marriage gross. continue <laughs> so yeah, so I um so I bust out laughing and then I became the odd one out because everybody kind of looked at me like and I feel like all the women who like value marriage and shit kind of looked at me like bitch and then I was like oh you wasn't joking she was like no I'm dead serious and she was Ten so serious and, and I said that's a, and then I just remember being the one who kept combating that and I said but that's a long time I said so while you're raising the children that you have for this man you're also raising him like she's yeah. like well yeah because they come thinking and and it's a lot of what she you said about them told her that statistically women who are unmarried live longer and and you know what at the time <laughs> i didn't know that because if i did trust me i would have said that but at the time <laughs> i just was so like disgusted by that i'll be honest and then yeah. um but it also goes to show why married women age worse than their partners right you see a couple have been married for like 30 40 years a lot of times the man look younger than his woman and it's because the fucking woman been carrying the brunt of the emotional mm-hmm. labor as above and, so below as within so without if you're doing all this emotional labor you don't really have the capacity to take care of yourself. yeah it's just it, it was it was no and i was like i can't do that your feelings about it are absolutely valid and i recognize and i need i need to say it here that like my relationship is my relationship right, right. this ain't gonna be everybody's situation and steven and i started dating when we were in college so that growth and that kind of navigating yeah. all of those issues happened at a time where marriage wasn't on the table engagement yeah. was we weren't starting a life together we were just right. in our relationship so we had time which is why when people will be like oh if i that were you two years and you ain't proposed to me i ain't taking that fuck like Okay, you need to be sure about that shit because I'm telling you now, I've been with the same person for eight years, seven years, I can't remember. And we, in the last maybe three years, have just gotten to a place where we really understand each other, where we're at a level of self-awareness that we can really pour into this relationship in a way that isn't petty and like dealing with all the extra bullshit. But those first couple of years, we were dealing with all the extra bullshit. But again, we had the privilege of being at an age and in a period of time where we had time to do that. Yeah. And I think this day and age is like, you have the tools, you have all of the tools tying it back to the episode topic. Like more people need to start putting their fucking egos aside and going to therapy, putting their egos aside and working on self-awareness because that's what's affecting dating and making it so difficult to get past all this bullshit social media like oh what would you do if a girl right. wanted to all of that shit is ego it's and so dumb and, and mess it's like, so dumb and you know it's so funny because while i was getting ready for the episode i found myself saying i feel like our community talks too much about like dating and relationships yeah it's like all like it's every too figurative it's too imaginary it's too theoretical it's too hypothetical yeah, it's just like y'all are spending a lot of time on that instead of for one working on yourself but even in that right if you're a person who really wants to be in a serious relationship then you determine what you want 
But you know the thing that makes you and Steven's situation unique, and I'm going to say it again, is that willingness. You and him have a shared willingness to grow together. And that's the thing, right? And and there's an establishment in this relationship of if you don't get your shit together, I will I will leave you on both sides. Like, yes. we're very open about breakups. and open Y'all are equally divorce. yoked. And I yeah. love that. Y'all are equally yoked. And and I'm just like, Deja, you're not- will move to Florida. Play with me. Okay. Oh fucking K. You know, I just I don't know. So I but then also not to be like not to be like the 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 person doing the plugs, a lot of it has to do with us and how we're wired, right? And our astrology has a lot to do with it. And even just like looking at my natal chart, it's like partnership is just not a thing that's like on my and it kind of sucks. And that's not to say that because I don't have placements that support partnership, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to have a good partnership. It just means that my priorities as an individual, as a soul that came here are not like partnership. And maybe it's that you, maybe it's that the person who is going to come into your life is a person who shares that with you and your relationship won't look like a traditional long-term relationship. Maybe it's not marriage. Maybe it's an open relationship. And you know that, it's funny you said that. Polyamory, bitch. Go get five boyfriends. I was No, dead ass hey, it's funny you say that because I recognize that that might be, that's something that I need to explore. And I think that, so there's this um, polyamory love coach that I follow, Kenya K. Stevens. I'm like a huge fan of hers. I love that lady have two husbands living in the same house. Like, I love that lady bad. But I, 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 hosting? Mm-mm. It's wild to me, but it's so sexy at the same time. I love that lady. But anyway, um, I, I can't see myself having two men sharing a house. That My ego would love that. Let's be clear. I wake up in one man room and then have breakfast for the next one. That's I mean, I don't know that that's the, the way they live in. Let's come. Y'all back. need your own apartments. I have my own apartment. Yeah, that's what I feel like. Days. I feel like that would be what works better for me. Right. And mind you, one of her husbands has a second wife. Like it's their polyamorous. Everybody have multiple partners. Like they, I think it's very beautiful. I think it's very um gorgeous. But she has a daughter that's in her 20s. And her daughter is like a coach in her um business now and all that jazz. And I've been considering utilizing the daughter's services because the daughter. So the mother, the, the Kenya K. Stevens, she coaches couples that want to transition out of monogamy into polyamory. And she works with couples that have been married for a certain amount of years and all that jazz. But her daughter works with people more so in our age group who are still single, but want to, but feel like they might be better suited for polyamory. She helps mm-hmm. give you the two. I actually really want to have the daughter on the podcast. Now that I'm saying it, I must, I think I'm a, I want to send this clip to her because I really want to have her on the show. Out. I'm going to reach out to her because the daughter, from what I understand, she, her business is she works with people who are like younger and who are single, who want mm-hmm. to establish themselves as polyamorous. And she, th- th- what they do is they give people the tools to navigate polyamory. Cause the thing about polyamory is you have to have a certain level of self-awareness. You're there's so much self-work consent that goes is important. consent, being yeah. ethical, you know? So I I've been following Kenya Stevens for a few years now. I actually really admire her and I respect her. Cause she, even the tools that she shares, it's also for, like, it supports monogamous people as well. Right. So I've come to realize, like you said, maybe it's not that I'm, maybe I'm not cut out for a monogamous kind of relationship. Cause I'll be honest, if there's a fine, in my opinion, there's a fine line between like a healthy partnership and codependency and codependency triggers the fuck out of me. The minute I feel like there's codependency happening, I want to flee the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm going so, I'm not going to lie in long-term relationships it's very easy for codependency codependency yes. to develop because you essentially are 
bonding your lives right right so, and i talked about this in our last episode or last two episodes where there was a point where i felt like i was losing my autonomy mm. and it caused me to get depressed because my independence mm. and my autonomy is very yeah. important to me but naturally being married and in a long-term relationship makes you codependent so sometimes mm. like i would want to go out or go on trips and mm. i would go on a trip and be miserable because i miss steven and i wish steven oh. were there and it would piss me off because I would be like, you're supposed to be having fun. Like but you miss so, your husband. Yeah. yeah. So I've had to take the steps within my relationship. And he does the same thing where like we have our own spaces. We yeah, independence for ourselves, but we still have a life together, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, we, I, I think we definitely need to do an episode on like polyamory and probably codependency also. Let's do um, it. So let's do that. I'll write the notes on it. But yeah, just wrapping it all up and bringing it back to ego i think yeah it's important for us as people in our age group as people who want to be self-aware as people who want to be emotionally intelligent because mm -hmm. that's really the basis of this podcast is emotional intelligence Facts. like uh, all of this work that we're doing if you don't acknowledge your ego and kind of get to a place where your ego has a leash on it Yes. All of this walk that you're going to be doing will be for nothing. You can't go to therapy with ego. You mm. can't resolve conflicts in your life with ego. You can't set yes. boundaries based on just your ego. Like, mm -hmm. all it's of true. these things are connected. And, you know, I, I hope that whoever is listening, like, you text sometime today, what is journaling, what is talking to yourself in your car, like, ask yourself, what does your ego look like? What What is that bitch wearing? And where yes. does he or she stand in the room and how much control does that person have in your life and should the ego have that much control right you know what else so this is something that me and my clients work on um i always let them know now my philosophy on the ego is i do think that the ego is a necessary part of the team and mm -hmm. when i say the team i feel like us as individuals we have different archetypes of yeah. ourselves that like those work little, those little tiktoks with all the different personalities yes yeah. it's very it's much that and I feel like ego is a very integral member of the team. Mm -hmm. um, the team that I am operating under, it's my inner child, my higher self, my ego, and my physical self, the person that's here right now, like my earth version of myself, right? And I always say the ego should not be the one driving the bus, but the ego absolutely should be on the bus. Yeah. Like the ego has to be on the bus. Like we ain't going nowhere without our ego, but mm -hmm. our ego should not be the one driving the bus. But that's mm -hmm. my personal philosophy. Yeah. Um, your ego should be either in a passenger sometimes or somewhere in the back like hey fight that bitch but should not be <laughs> should so, not be in the front so <laughs> in my vehicle um my higher self is driving right mm -hmm. my ego is in the back seat with the ox cord mm -hmm. um <laughs> mm -hmm. my, my um, <laughs> yeah my ego is in the back seat with the ox cord my physical self is in the passenger seat and my inner child is in the back seat sharing candy with my ego like oh, they yeah. are besties because my, if you're in a child hungry or you're in a child need something you're gonna be like yo we need, we need to feed the baby we need to feed the baby right baby. now <laughs> so, that's literally when i envision like the car it's my higher yeah. self driving it's me in the passenger seat it's my ego in the back seat with the oxport and it's the my inner child in the back with all the entertainment she needs coloring books um her own ipad all the candy she can eat but also lots yep. of fruits and veggies because she's well taken care of. that is such a listen if anybody who listens to this podcast is an artist can you please draw oh. 
I would cry. A car scene with either me or Deidre's personalities and put Ego in the back. But make sure Ego look like Beyonce. Yeah, okay? no, Ego has Ego is that bitch. Ego always has the most sickening designer sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Her hair is fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Ego is that fucking bitch. And yeah. she's spoiling the fuck out of Inner Child. Like Ego yeah. and Inner Child, that's like the auntie who you can't do no wrong to. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, them two oh, to be yeah. in the back chilling. E- like, Ego is rich, rich auntie energy, rich <laughs> auntie energy. Okay, yes. she's like a cross between Samantha Jones, Olivia Pope, mm-hmm. and um that fucking bad bitch from I don't know if you remember two can play that game. Gabrielle Union's character, uh-huh. how Connie? fine, uh, Connie. Connie, hey Connie, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> My ego is Connie in that motherfucking red suit. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> Connie mm-hmm. was so fucking fine. Listen, all right. So this this is the social media assignment. Yes. If you're listening to this episode, whether you are a patron or you gain a fuck all the with a video content to look at my good up face and drag good up face because you don't pay for it anyway. Ay, um ay. whether you're a patron or you're listening to this on a good up Tuesday, go on social media, tag us and either take save a picture of a character from a movie or a character from Ooh, a cartoon yes. or show us essentially the representation of your ego okay yes. i want to see what your ego look like mm-hmm. who, sh- who is your ego is your ego angela bassett in american horror story coven is your Ooh. ego samantha from sex on the city i want is your ego beyonce on the fucking on the run tour with a bar outfit i need to know who your ego look Ooh. like okay my ego is a cross between who i already named but mm-hmm. it also involves um miranda Priestley and beyonce in mood forever in the mm-hmm. video for Mo- it's all mm-hmm. of those things combined it's like mm-hmm. it's it's a lot yeah <laughs> listen i want to see all of it make sure you tag us um but yeah we we actually we're, we're recording two episodes today so we gotta go switch over and do the things but for those of you who are listening this week you know where to find us at good up pod hashtag good up tuesday if you want to make a contribution to the podcast either on a one-time basis or monthly and help us to keep the motherfucking lights on uh it's patreon.com slash good up podcast you get early access to episodes one week early you also get full videos of the entire episode you also get access to our vip community on facebook which we try and rile them up in there they are a little quiet for me well you know facebook is an auntie community we need to have we we need need to find something maybe a whatsapp group yeah something like that because facebook is such an auntie community like no don't nobody be on a motherfucking facebook yeah i i'm i'm going to go ask the patrons actually um after we finish recording today what they would like because i want to make sure we're we're talking to y'all often and that y'all have a place to to talk to us in real time yeah maybe a text community would be fun especially if everybody has iphones oh my god all right let's let's make this happen so (laughs) no green bubbles in my shit though um yeah no absolutely not we're not doing that now i just want y'all to know that i'm bad at group chats like i love being in group chats but sometimes i get overwhelmed did you come popping that fuck after two days with the same topic i'll be like yeah that's my opinion we're gonna be like we already moved Anyway, I love group chats, but I'm terrible at them, and I insist on being in group chats. You know what, though? But because I know you and I love you, like Diamond and I have accepted that whatever we're talking about now, DJ gonna come six hours later and add her two cents. So we try not to move move subjects too quickly because we don't need DJ to add her response sometimes, to one. Sometimes thing. they legit the yell like DJ, and I'll be like, oh, yeah. sorry, hold on, let me All caps, DJ. <laughs> Anyway, oh thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you right back here next week. Deidre, tell the people and the ego them. Bye. <gasps>
Good Up is hosted and produced by Deidre Ritter and Heiza Quinones Ivory. Find us on all social media platforms at Good Up Pod. Use hashtag Good Up Tuesday to continue the conversation and get access to exclusive bonus content at patreon.com slash goodup podcast. 